Hello, fellow safety and health professional. Welcome to another in a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that are all about you. This month, we're going to delve into a topic that affects all of us to various degrees. Don't worry about it. Now, there's an expression that can be dramatically easier to say than to do. Uniquely human, long-term worrying can be worse than useless. See, animals don't do it. At least we don't think they do. Even primates, monkeys, and gorillas. They, they don't have long-term worrying as part of their arsenal of thoughts. Short-term? Yes, they can be stressed about short-term things. But we're the only animals or only creatures on this planet that think long-term and worry about it. One of my favorite scientists, Robert Sapolsky, who studies this subject, he's done a lot of research with primates and with humans on what causes us stress and how stress affects our bodies. And he believes and has found through his research that worrying is one of the leading causes of the duress in our life. And what I mean by it's worse than useless is it doesn't usually accomplish anything. Worrying just causes us pain and anguish. Now, on occasions it can be helpful, and the type of worrying I'm saying is helpful isn't really worrying where you're ruminating about bad things. It's where you're trying to think of things that might happen that are bad or a problem, like we do as safety and health professionals. Now, here's a job that's going to go on tomorrow or next week, and so we're trying to see, well, what could go wrong? What what's possibly could be a problem? And then we do things to stop that from happening, and that's not what I'm talking about. The useless, worse than useless worrying I'm talking about is when you just ruminate about something in your head, like, oh, what if I lose my job? What if the economy keeps getting worse? What if I happen to get cancer one day? The, you know, the list goes on and on. And that type of worrying doesn't accomplish anything, not usually anyway. And it can become a habit that's hard to break. It, it, for many years, uh, I used to have problems with worrying. And so I wanted to come up with some tactics for myself. And f in fact, that was one reason why I started researching the subject of stress and started doing it deeply because I wanted to stop worrying so much, stop being so anxious about things. And there's three things I did that I still do that have helped me tremendously, and I want to pass them on to you. I didn't make these up. Uh, I've learned them through research and through going to seminars about stress and those type of things. I have adapted them some to my own life, and I'm sure you'll do the same if you want to try these tactics. But they really work. They work all the time for me. In fact, uh, tomorrow I'm flying out, and there might be a storm coming to Philadelphia. And it's not bothering near as it would have uh, years ago when I would just get upset about things like this. Well, here are the three things that I do, and I want to pass them along to you. And I know that if you use them, they will help you. First off, I put a spotlight on the worry. In other words, I don't try and just worry and ruminate and just let it fly around in my mind. No, I specifically put down all the possible things that could go wrong or that I'm worrying about. Now, one of the times in my life that this was really something I needed to do was when my daughter Amber was learning to drive. Well, she was taking uh, driving lessons and she was going to soon 
be old enough to drive on her own. And my dear daughter, I didn't want her actually to drive, but of course she has to. So rather than just being, oh, I hope Amber doesn't get hurt, I wrote down and talked with her about the things that I worried about. And particularly, for some reason, I was worried about Amber getting kidnapped, you know, her, her car getting carjacked, and then she's getting kidnapped, and that would be the most horrible thing in the world that could happen. And so I wrote that all down, and just by putting a spotlight on your worry and getting the details, that will cause it to lose some of its power. It now becomes something that you can flesh out, that you feel like you can understand, rather than just something that's vague. You, similar to that saying you may have heard, that the demon you don't know is always worse than the demon you do know. You know. Though that saying has other meanings, it can also apply to this. So if it works, if there's something that you're worrying about, or even with somebody at home, with your children, with your partner, whatever, uh, write it down. You know, make a list of the things that are worrying you specifically. And, and don't hold back. If it's something really nasty, still put that down. And that's the first step in having control over that worry, whatever it is. Next, do something about it. Now that you have a list, in Amber's case, I had five or six things. I don't remember exactly how many, because uh, this was, you know, a few years ago, several years ago, actually. But each one of the things that I was bothered about, I did something about it, about it if I could. And most of it I could. I ended up getting uh, Amber's car checked regularly with a, fellow, a friend of mine, Gary, who's a mechanic. I sat down with Amber and we talked about all different things about driving that she needs to know about, what to do if something happens, what to do if she breaks down along the side of the road and somebody pulls over, what to do if she is frightened or if she's in inclement weather. I talked about everything I could think of that I put on the list. I even got her an awesome emergency kit. In fact, when she got it, she goes, Dad, this has so many things in it. I said, I know, honey, but I'd rather have too many things than not enough. And then we went over what they were, all the different things that were in her emergency kit were for. Researchers and scientists that study stress, they say that probably the most powerful stress-causing element in our lives is when we have a feeling that we are not in control, that things are happening to us that we have no control over. And of course, some things... That's just the way it is in life. I have no control over whether this storm tomorrow is going to be bad enough to cancel flights or not. However, if you can do some things about what you're worrying about, it'll help give you a sense of control. And even if it's just learning the details, even if it's just finding out things, and not from the spectacular news, because often they'll make it worse, but from reliable sources, well, in that case, you'll feel like you have sense of control of course, then you got to leave go of the stuff that you can't do anything about, and that takes a little bit of effort. But just by doing something, you'll feel better about the worry. And finally, keep track of the things you worry about, or at least remember how many of them really happened. I like, as a speaker uh, and as a writer, and I quote from him at different times because he was so witty. He was Mark Twain. And he has a great quote about worrying. He says, I worried about a lot of things, most of which never happened. And that's what I have found in my life. I have worried about things that never happened over and over again. I don't anymore, 
In fact, what's happening tomorrow about my flight, uh, I have never missed a flight. Be or missed a talk, I shouldn't say that. I have missed flights. I've never missed a talk because of the flight or because of illness. Now, that doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just I got to realize that in the past when I worried about that, it wasn't worth it. And likewise, from now on, I'm going to make sure that I do those three things. I'm going to write down all the stuff and think about what exactly it is I'm worried about. I'm going to do whatever I possibly can to stop it from happening or at least to have some sense of control about it. And then I'm going to realize that most of the time, what I worry about never happens. In fact, Amber has never had an accident. She's never had a problem, serious one, with her car, you know, besides it breaking down, and then she does need to be towed, and likewise with the flights. So if I do those three things, I'm just not going to worry about it. And I hope you do the same.